You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Good morning. You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. Today is episode 177, and our topic is drain pipes and mold sickness. Last week, we talked about cracks, uh, how big they could be, and uh, how those could lead to toxic mold. Uh, Drain pipes are somewhat similar, depending on the drain pipes we're talking about, um, as to how they can cause a mold infestation. So let's just start with this. What do I mean by drain pipes? That could be a foundation drain, a footings drain, a drain tile system around your uh, interior of your foundation, say like on your basement floor that leads to a sump pump. Um, And then also it could mean anything sewer related. So your drain lines, you know, from your kitchen sink to the main drain line in the basement or in the crawl space Uh, could be, you know, your toilet drain Um, could mean any of those for the most part. um, Most of us think about when we talk about sewer drains, we think about like the main outside that runs, you know, from the home to the street. For the most part, that could contribute to a mold concern. Um, but for the most part, not really. It's not something I'm that concerned with unless something was to burst right close to the foundation. So mainly, you know, when we're talking about drain lines, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, any sort of French drains, uh, drain tile systems, sump pump systems, and then your drain lines inside your home for dishwashers, sinks, 
uh, things like that. So your next question would be, well, so how could that lead to drain lines? So what, as you all very well know, I like to give examples of scenarios we've dealt with, some of the stuff I just come up with in my head, but we'll talk about two different ones. First one being a, a just a drain tile system. And the other one we'll talk about a drain pipe from a sewer concern uh, from a sink or something. So let's go to the, like, let's, let's just say it's a foundation drain tile system. What is that? Well, you can't see it. Um, you probably, if you were around when your home was built, you could see at some point before they backfilled the foundation, after the foundation was poured, they put some black ADS pipe in. It's got holes on the top, the bottom solid so that water can filtrate and it's bedded in rock and then a filter fabric. Anyhow, it's designed so that water can enter that from the top of the pipe where the holes are. It can hit the bottom that's solid and then it flows to the lowest point, which could be and typically is a sump pit. So you'd have a sump pump um, that all that water accumulates in that sump pit. Once the elevation or the level of the waters hits a certain elevation, kind of like a float in your, your toilet tank. It's kind of the opposite though. Toilet tank, that float shuts the water off for this. Once the float's activated, it turns the pump on. Then it pumps the water out. Where the water's pumped to could be in, it could be a number of places, you know, could be into the storm drain system for whatever municipality you live in. If you live out in the country, it might not even go to a sump pit. It might go directly to a retention pond. Um, could just go out to your gutters. It could go to, to numerous places. But the whole point of it, obviously, is to get that moisture, the water, from around the foundation away from it. Um, and it could be, like I said, it could be totally passive. It could be just a pipe, a piping system, and it goes to a pond. Or it could be a whole sump pump thing. So... How how would that contribute to a mold concern? Well, there could be a few things. There could be something that that just happens, something sporadic. Um, let's just say there's a minor earthquake and it literally shifts the elevations of the pipes. And then I wouldn't say the whole system, but likely would have to be redone. But anyhow, um, it creates an elevation concern where the water has nowhere to go. How would you know that that happened? Let's just say if there was some sort of defect that the water's not going to the sump pit or to the final destination, which let's just say, let's just say it's a retention pond or out to your the curb and gutter at the street. The easiest way you'd be able to tell is over time, that area, wherever that defect is, where all the water is accumulating next to your foundation, you'd have a big sinkhole. Um, if you didn't have a big sinkhole, you'd probably notice that it's really wet there. Uh, maybe especially after a, a rainstorm, um, there would be signs that something, something's not right. So you want to pay attention to things like that. You know, if you, if you notice, let's just say you have flower beds up against your foundation, that this one section you know, for whatever reasons, it's just, it's settling and it doesn't seem right. Make sure whether you know or not, if you have a drain tile system, you might have to hire somebody to come investigate, but make sure you do something about it. We talk about it all the time. 
you know, worst thing you can do is ignore problems that are fairly minor and then they turn into something major. So if you think you're having a problem, then obviously you want it to address. So anyhow, how could that lead to a mold infestation? Well, the purpose of that, that drain tile system was to get that water away from the home so it didn't get into, in, you know, if you have a basement or a crawl space, so it didn't get inside the foundation. Well, all that water's sitting there, all you need is a hairline crack. We all know water follows the path of least resistance. And that water's going to end up somewhere. Where it ends up, it's hard to say. If Let's just say you have a full basement. When I say a full basement, we're talking eight-foot concrete walls, window wells in the bedrooms, stairs to get out, all that fun stuff. If that water was to come into that basement through the foundation, you wouldn't see that for the most part until you have a major, major issue and that major issue would be a mold infestation. So that water just sits there at the foundation. It finally will make its way into the inside of the foundation or inside of the home. And then you have a framed wall, typically, if you have a finished basement. And in that framed wall, you have insulation, obviously wood studs, could be metal studs. All that water's got to go somewhere. And... You know, whatever's there to absorb it, depending on how porous the materials are, is just going to sit there and absorb that water. The water's eventually going to make its way through the base of the walls. You'll see it on the floors. Um, at that point, you probably have you probably have something fairly major going on. So, my point is, is if you didn't pay attention to that on the exterior and you ignored it for a few years, or even let's just say a few months. By the time you figure out you have a problem in your basement, you're going to start pulling that sheetrock away and you're going to see just all sorts of water damage. There, it, it could have gone on long enough that you actually start seeing wood rot. The wood literally, it you know, it's hard to determine whether it's wood rot or it, if it's discoloration from wood rot or if it's actually mold, but it's all black. Usually at that point, you know, you've got mold all over in the insulation. There's mold all over on the sheetrock. And we're talking the backside, so it's hard to see. But you just, you've got a major issue. And you you could end up having to remodel your entire basement due to something on the outside that could have been preventable. And you just ignored it for long enough. So that's how something like a drain tile system could lead to a mold infestation. Our next example, and you know, most of you that, that didn't have your home built, I talk about the drain tile system and you're, you probably just assume you don't have one and it. It's logically to, to, to think that, but don't just assume you don't have one because you could have one. And the best way you could tell, obviously, is to look for sump pumps and things like that. So Anyhow, the next um, scenario would be something like, let's just say it's a kitchen sink. And for some reason you have, I don't know, just a, a drain pipe or a P-trap that has a slow leak to it. Well, how would you know that that's going on or how would that lead to a mold infestation? So let, let's kind of play that scenario out. So you have all this stuff underneath your kitchen sink. You don't, I mean, you get down there to get cleaners or, you know, 
detergent for the dishwasher, but you don't really look around much down there. And you have this, just a slow leak on the drain pipe. So that would be every time you use that sink, just a little bit of water is kind of dripping. Not much, not enough to really make too much wet. Well, that drain pipe obviously goes through the floor. If you have a basement, it would, I would hope, run down the wall or anywhere down to the main drain line. And then it goes out of the house, out to the sewer main. If you have a crawl space, it could just go into the soils. So either way, it's a concern. Well, that hole that, that the, the water's going down through the floor just allows that moisture to easily go down and out of sight. Let's say your, your basement's finished. And over time, you start to notice a water stain in the in your office down in your basement in the ceiling. And you somewhat think, well, yeah, it's probably not that big a deal. Or let's say you had a problem in the past, so you just ignore that. Over time, just like that drain tile uh, defect on the outside of the home, over time, the, that water is just saturating everything. So it's saturating the floor joists. Uh, if there's any beams, any walls, anything, anything below it that's, you know, somewhat cellulose materials and porous, it's just going to, it's just going to soak up all that water. And by the time you see it, it's too late. So you see that water stain and for three months you, you decide to ignore it. Well, then you finally do some investigations. You hire a mold inspector. He comes in with an infrared camera or she, um, and they say, hey, yeah, you got, you know, we're picking something up right here in the ceiling where this water stain is. You run the water, you check it again with the camera, and you can definitely tell that there's there's problems. At that point, you've probably got a major mold concern. And the only way to fix it, for the most part, to do it properly, you're going to have to bring in a mold mitigation contractor. You've already had to hire a mold inspector. Now you got to get a mold mitigation contractor. Your homeowner's insurance, if you decided to ignore it is likely going to tell you well that's on you you didn't address this right when you noticed it and we, we've done podcasts about insurance companies so I'm not going to dive deep into that but but it's difficult any of you that have dealt with an insurance company we all know they're they're very difficult to deal with um, that's just how it works so Anyhow, my whole point is, is that little minor leak from the kitchen sink could cause something that's going to cost you thousands of dollars, could give you mold sickness, which is going to cost you a lot of money in doctors, missed work. It could be a whole slew of, of, of issues that it caused. It might not just be you. It could be half the people in your home, everybody in your home. So it's something you need to pay attention to. Something like that, you know, when it comes to just that, that kitchen sink, wouldn't seem like a big deal and it isn't if you compare that to let's just say a major sewage backup it's like let's just say something happens you're in a subdivision and they're working on the main sewer line and there's a major backup and your basement literally gets flooded with sewage that that that's a whole different scenario that that i'm not going to dive too deep into but as you can imagine sewage uh, well, we do mold mitigation and sewage is involved. It's different chemicals involved. We wear this similar PPE. We're pretty fully decked out anyways when it comes to mold mitigation. But anyhow, as you can imagine, uh, when it's a sewage, which the kitchen sink is classified as sewage, but like I said, you're talking a main sewer line or like a toilet that, that's 
gone awry. Um, those are not fun to deal with, as you can imagine. So the whole point is, is don't ignore those things because over time they are going to become major things. It's no different than what we talked about when it comes to structural cracking or cracks in the walls. They can start out small and end up being major. So how do you prevent these things? You know, I'm sure a lot of you are like, well, okay, Steve, you know, you went through some scenarios, but how do I know? How do I prevent it? Like I said on the outside, if you have a sump pump somewhere, that tells you you have some sort of drain tile system. Make sure whether it's the sump pit or just the entire perimeter of your home. Um, I usually call it the footprint of the home, which is the foundation. Make sure you monitor those areas and make sure nothing's settling. Uh, when it comes to inside your home, pay attention to those areas. Don't put a bucket below a kitchen sink or bathroom sink just because there's a little drip. Now, can you put a bucket underneath those P-traps? Of course. You, if you're going to have a cleaning bucket, there's no better spot to put it. But you need to monitor that and make sure that you're not ignoring something because all the water's just sitting in that bucket. So that's how you can prevent those things. So what, what's our call to action? What I want you to do is take you five minutes go through your home and you know mostly you probably only have one kitchen sink so go to that one kitchen sink and then probably have three four bathrooms go look underneath those sinks run those sink faucets for a few minutes and then look under the sink and make sure nothing's wet look for water stains anything like that on the sink floor it'll take you five minutes and it could save you thousands of dollars go out and do that. We also have on Skillshare and Udemy, we have courses. There's different styles for each platform, um, but we do have courses available. They, uh, Skillshare is more of a subscription uh, type of payment, uh, whereas Udemy is that you just pay per course. So we can offer you uh, coupons for both platforms. So if you want a coupon, reach out to info at cnccontractorservices.com. Uh, just reach out and say, hey, you know, I'd like to take whatever course you see you want to take and we can send you a coupon for that. Um, we can't always do it, but most of the time we can. So if you uh, would like to take one of those courses that isn't free, there is a free course on Udemy for is toxic mold making me sick. But the other ones, uh, just let me know and we can get you a code. Once again, I want to thank all you listeners uh, for listening. We've changed up our our formatting. Um, I'm doing things by myself. Uh, my wife's just really busy with her business, and we are, you know, we're only two two or three episodes in. I can't remember for sure. I think this is the third one. But anyhow, uh, we are going to go to a format where we're actually going to have guests on. Um, so. If you know anybody uh, that you think would be a great guest on the Toxic Mold Podcast, uh, feel free to reach out to us. But thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the Mold Investigation Checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free Mold Investigation Checklist today. You can also, on cnccontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.